so much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. You're listening to the AW360 podcast from Advertising Week. In this episode, I'm speaking with Andrew Ward, president of Ampersand. On the heels of their rebrand announcement at Advertising Week New York 2019, Ampersand launched the AND platform the following month and has experienced incredible growth, reaching almost 42 million households in the U.S. with over 3 billion hours of linear and streaming television inventory. Andrew discusses all of this and more. I hope you enjoy this episode. Andrew Ward, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Thanks, Richard. Pleasure to join you. I'm very excited about this one. You're president of Ampersand, which um, for those that were there, you know, Advertising Week New York, you unveiled that Ampersand rebranding just a couple of years back. It seems like an eternity for some reason. I Could be COVID, could be uh, just my memory, but that was a pretty exciting event for us. Yeah, uh, Richard, it was an exciting uh, event and, and moment in the uh, history of our organization. And can't thank you enough for your your support uh, and the industry support. You know, for us, it was, you know, it was uh, obviously looking back a difficult timing. You know, we, we rebranded in September of 2019, so five, six months prior to uh, global pandemic and the business uh, and our lives being turned upside down. So, from a from a timing standpoint, not not necessarily what you would script relative to a relaunch, but for us, what was most exciting and remains most exciting about it was the opportunity, not just to put a new name on a on a company, but really the the opportunity to to uh, reposition the organization and I think really begin to put a flag in the ground of repositioning of the entire TV ecosystem. If you, if you think about what Ampersand is up to, Richard, uh, and really with a nod to the brand identity of Ampersand, is that we think there's an opportunity to take the best of TV and combine it with the best of digital. So this notion of TV and digital. And you know, when you, when you think back uh, a bit in the TV marketplace, I think if we're honest with one another, we could say the TV business, the TV ecosystem has been complacent over the last couple of decades relative to the incursions of uh, digital competition. And I think the digital players, pure play digital players have done a great job of, of uh, building a narrative that says, hey, no one's watching TV and TV is not accountable and, and TV doesn't drive uh, performance results. and and the and the uh, digital players sort of took that that playbook to market, and for us uh, the the reason we rebranded the organization and repositioned the the company is that we think that TV has unrivaled strengths in the marketplace, and we think we can enhance those strengths by taking a page, a couple of pages out of the digital playbook. So it's really this notion of ampersand. How do you combine the best of TV and the best of digital and you know, TV, when I talk about unrivaled strengths, it, it can build reach and scale and audiences very quickly. And it has 
quality, professionally produced brand safe content. And, you know, it has a level of engagement and, and, and emotional connection to the audience that that's really unrivaled in the marketplace. And so we want to double down on that. We don't want to run from those strengths. We want to double down on those strengths. But when we talk about taking the best of, of, best of digital, how do we begin to layer on new capabilities uh, uh, in the planning, buying, and measurement of, of TV investments? And when we, when we talk about introducing those new capabilities, Richard, we really think about how do we, you know, three or four key areas, uh, the first of which, how do we think about bringing richer data to the marketplace. The, the TV ecosystem has been planned and bought on an age gender construct really since, since its inception. And we think that's uh, uh, an out, outdated approach as we think about how brands define audiences in more robust terms, whether it's through their own first party data or syndicated third party data. So one of the key uh, cornerstones of the rebrand and, and repositioning of Ampersand is this introduction of richer data. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, another key element is we think about how do you think about TV, not in the construct of a single screen, but TV being consumed on multiple screens, whether that's in live linear, on demand, on a streaming uh, device, on your laptop, on a phone. How do you how do you think about uh, reaching audiences in a, in a multi-screen environment? And then with the, that intersection of content and technology also comes the ability to think about delivering audiences more precisely. Historically, uh, TV has had two flavors uh, in terms of delivery, network and spot. You buy the whole country or you buy individual DMAs. Well, now you have the ability with a cloud-based architecture of the distribution companies, uh, the, many of whom own Ampersand, we have the ability to deliver ads on, a, on an addressable basis, on a one-to-one -one basis in that multi-screen environment. And then Finally, really, this idea of how do you bring greater levels of accountability and performance measurement into the into the TV marketplace that looks at traditional media measures, uh, 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 as well as you know traditional reach frequency uh, to duplicated reach, but not just against an age gender construct against that luxury auto intender audience. And then, how do we think about uh, measurement from a from a brand outcome ROI uh, perspective? So. So from, from our uh, uh, point of view, Richard, the, the rebranding, I know, uh, uh, you know, going back to the fall of 2019, it was a, an exciting time for us because not only did we uh, reposition the, the company in the marketplace uh, through the ampersand identity, but I think we began the journey of, of really beginning to think about how do we move the TV industry forward as we think about this combination of, of, of uh best of TV and, and, and the best of, of digital. It's been fascinating to watch television just in my 10 years with Advertising Week. In early days where, you know, television may go the way of the magazine or the newspaper and, or radio. And, you know, of course, obviously those things never disappeared either. But television, it didn't. And I, I think it surprised some people because then it became, you know, well, people are looking at their screens. It's the second screen. You know, this is the second screen you're going to be looking at. And now, you know, we have this really great convergence of all the programming to all the screens and, and kind of better defining what television is versus that that large box that sits in your living room that everybody you know sits maybe a little too close to. With Ampersand, how do you ensure data is privacy compliant? Yeah, well, uh, Richard, it's important to recognize that the data that we speak about uh, is uh, data that we collect from our owner companies and, and our affiliate uh, distribution partners. Uh, and so, 
Richard, we're, as you may know, Ampersand's owned by Comcast, Cox, and Charter. And we have distribution and affiliate partnership agreements with really every other telco satellite company and MVPD in the marketplace. And uh, so uh, if you look at the, the business on the distribution side of the house, uh, that business is, uh, from a privacy standpoint, is governed by the uh, uh, Cable Act of 1984 uh, that puts uh, a significant rigor and uh, restraint around uh, access to PII data. And uh, uh, so from, from our perspective, whenever we're dealing with data uh, across, whether it's uh, viewership data or ad exposure data, uh, in the marketplace, it's on a de-identified, aggregated, anonymized, privacy-compliant uh, basis that foots to the federal uh, uh, governance uh, tied to the to that Cable Act. So, uh, it's important to recognize that the the distribution partners who we work with have a really, a, you know, a, a, in broad terms, a dual revenue stream. They have a distribution revenue stream that is significantly larger. Uh, than their advertising business. We think the advertising business is important for sure, but their distribution business is paramount. And uh, the sanctity of their customer relationship uh, through that distribution business is uh, of paramount importance. And so there's significant rigor uh, 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 that we apply to uh, the access and usage of that data that frankly, the, the digital players uh, who don't have that same first party relationship uh, are not bound by. And how does that work when it comes to like local versus national versus global programming? Is there any difference in terms of how measurement is done depending upon the market? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good question, Richard. You know, it, generally speaking, the TV marketplace has two primary channels. It's got a national marketplace and a, a local marketplace. And, you know, I, I, I haven't looked at the current stats uh, so you may correct me if I'm off here, here a little bit, but the TV marketplace is a $65, $70 billion business, uh, kind of uh, $45 billion in the national marketplace, $25 billion in the, in the local marketplace. And we, Ampersand, uh, competes in both arenas. So we uh, uh, offer national brands opportunities uh, in, in the, in the uh, uh, network marketplace, if you will. And then we're also in the in the spot marketplace. And in, in both instances, whether you're choosing to activate an audience, uh, we use data in the same fashion to think about uh, how you deliver that audience more precisely, whether it's addressably activated in the in the national arena or whether it's locally activated in the in the spot marketplace. And so I'll give you an example. We may have in a market like Boston or Chicago or San Francisco down the line, we, you know, we may have a million homes worth of set-top box data uh, and uh, aggregated anonymized uh, uh, data from a million homes in a market like Boston. You know, Nielsen has give or take 800 meters um, in a market like Boston. Mm -hmm. And so we have the ability to uh, leverage that uh, million home uh, universe to identify what the luxury auto intender is watching uh, in the Boston market and be able to deliver a message to the right network and right day part and, and right program in, in, that, uh, in that marketplace. 
And we use that same data in the national market in an aggregated non-geo basis, you know, uh, to say, hey, I want to deliver that luxury auto and tender audience on an addressable basis, regardless of what DMA they're in. I don't care if they're in uh, Boston or San Francisco. And so it really pivots off the off of the same architecture, Richard, uh, uh, as we sell inventory across our combined footprint of 80 million homes and 210 markets and 100 plus cable networks. Uh, so the so the data architecture is is consistent and it it's uh, really the key underpinning of what we've launched into the market. Uh, our and platform you may have heard about. Mm -hmm. uh, again, a nod to the brand identity of Ampersand, but our buy side platform, as well as our own internal platform is called the, the, the and, and platform. And that pivots off of that uh, rich data and, and uh, 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 the largest source of TV inventory in the marketplace to allow brands to activate against that, uh, regardless of which marketplace they're in. Yeah, I'd read that the and platform features 3 billion hours of linear and streaming TV inventory. Did I read that right? Yeah, it sounds right. I know you, you may be rounding the number, but that sounds about right. You know, at the end of the day, Richard, when you think about it, uh, you know, we pulled data uh, from all TV sources through our uh, that set the, the insights we garner from the set-top box data. And whether that's inventory on the broadcast networks or inventory on cable networks, uh, uh, and the ability to map that data back to uh, uh, brand audiences, again, whether it's first party audiences or third party audiences. So, you know, all of TV viewing, that's why, you know, when we call ourselves a total TV company, it's really with a recognition that we have insights on how brand audiences consume TV across the entirety of the TV ecosystem. That's mind blowing to me, just as a number that, you know, somebody could even round it to the nearest, you know, 100 million, for example, that's, yeah. uh, that's an amazing number. When we work with brands, especially national brands, you know, you, you talk about this fragmented marketplace that you referenced previously as consumers have the ability to access content, how and where and when, when they want. Um, it's increasingly difficult for brands against the backdrop of that uh, consumer control, that viewer control, to understand what portion of their TV investments are being and and their and their associated audiences are being underserved and overserved relative to that investment. You know, they're buying national network uh, broadcast and cable. They're buying spot TV broadcast and cable. They're buying addressable inventory, and for a brand to to understand how their audiences is being, are being delivered across the entirety of their TV investment portfolio uh, to identify uh, a better uh, optimization uh, strategies of that investment uh, is, is really quite, quite valuable. And so uh, we're excited to, to be able to bring through the platform those insights and capabilities uh, because invariably, you know, we'll find schedules uh, 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 that deliver an audience, uh, that under-deliver an audience, that over-deliver an audience, and that don't deliver an audience at all. So you, you may be running a network television campaign against that luxury auto and tender audience. Some portion of that audience isn't exposed at all. Some portion mm -hmm. of it's exposed, uh, 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 is underexposed, and some, uh, the frequency is massive. So to help brands understand how their TV uh, investments 
uh, are playing out against the sort of deduplicated reach and frequency against that rich audience definition uh, is uh, are, are insights that we've never had available in the TV ecosystem. And as I say, when we talk about being the total TV company, it's really with an eye toward protecting and growing the TV ecosystem against the incursions of digital competition that might be suggesting that TV is not as accountable as perhaps it is or, or could be. And, 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 and we think there are significant insights that we're able to bring to the table that really dispel that myth. That's an excellent segue into my next question. So, you know, in fall of 2019, you had the rebrand. In January of 2020, you launched the AND platform. And by all rights, it feels like everything, all of the stars aligned very well. I mean, there's been, you know, a lot of success stories ever since. What do you foresee are the challenges down the road in, in both the near future and, you know, five, six years down the road? Well, for us, at the at the end of the day, uh, Richard, I think when you talk to a, a brand and whether that brand is a national uh, a brand or, or a, a local regional brand uh, activating in the spot marketplace, the, the, the buy side is really looking for three things. They're looking for a level of scale, consistency and simplicity. You know, when we when we talk about bringing richer data to the marketplace, nobody says, hey, I want to transact on dumber data. When we, when we say, hey, you know what, we want to, do you want to execute on a single screen or multi-screen? Nobody says, hey, no, I want to be only on a single screen. When we talk about, hey, do you want to think about richer measurement capabilities or, or are you, you're happy with age, gender, post-buy, GRPs? Of course, everybody says, oh, richer measurement. So nobody doubts the sound strategy of what we're, what we're uh, uh, going after, uh, but that sound strategy can get overwhelmed by executional burden uh, based on the legacy architecture, infrastructure, workflow process of the TV market. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're so keen on, when we talk about bringing the best of TV and the best of digital, part of that and a key fundamental driver of it is building an architecture that allows the buy side, uh, client and agency to understand audiences, to understand delivery, to understand measurement in the construct of a digital infrastructure uh, i.e. a platform. And so for us, what we're most excited about, Richard, is how do we begin to partner with the buying community, again, whether it's on the client side or the, or the agency side, uh, to lean into uh, a new construct, a new construct uh, through the uh, creation of the, of the platform capabilities we've designed, uh, such that that sound strategy doesn't get overwhelmed by that executional burden. Right now, the buy side Margins are being compressed and advertisers are asking agencies to do more with less. Uh, well, as those margins compress, we have to make the transaction profitable for the buy side. And in order to do that, we have to take a lot of the manual legacy uh, analog process out of the system and uh, replace it with a more modern digital construct, uh, which is why we're we're so uh, bullish around the opportunity related to the AND platform. Well, Andrew, it's been wonderful talking to you. I learned a lot today in a very short time. I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Richard, can't thank you enough for the invitation. Uh, appreciate the opportunity to connect with you and the audience and uh, look forward to seeing you in person uh, as conferences start to light up in the year ahead. Thanks for listening. For more content like this and to find out about Advertising Week's world-leading events, 
including Advertising Week Europe, returning to London this May. Visit www.advertisingweek.com and follow us on social media. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.